You have arrived at your destination. Hey, Brian. What's up? Uh, what animated world would you like to be transported to, if you could? Not the one I just watched? Well, give me a specific one. That's a tough question. I know. That's why I asked these. <laughs> we asked the hard-hitting questions here on Animation Destination. No, I'm sorry. That's, that's bagged and bearded. We don't. Uh, that's copyrighted. I'm sorry. <laughs> Steven, don't sue. Yeah, and, and just, just off the top of your head, just boom. Like, boom. It's, it's like, you I, know, like I, first thought. I don't have a boom just, for that one. Just, just off the top of your head. Animated, animated universe. Go. Go on. Just give me one. Just I say don't one. I have one. Just say one. You should let me prep for these things. No, just say one. I don't have one. The correct answer is He-Man. <laughs> <laughs> We're talking Cool World this week on Animation Destination. Destination Podcast, an animation celebration podcast. I am your host, resident cartoon junkie Brandon Jones, and I am here with Brian Jones. How's it going? My brother. Uh, so we watched a movie, uh, separately, but recently, um, for this. This is Bad Movie Week here at uh, on the DNN, and uh, we were... Yeah, we so- decided to punish ourselves. Right. Everybody decided to punish ourselves, except for Brian, who's doing his late, so, you know, uh... Shame on you, Brian. But anyway, um, for, go check out Nerdstalgia for... I don't think he's even chosen what it's going to be yet. But anyway, um, so we chose... I believe Bagged and Bearded did um, uh, ba- Batman and Robin. Batman and Robin. Kill Screen Cinema did Pixels, which is a real good one, I think. That's a real good bad movie. Yeah. Uh, that's a real good choice for a bad video game movie. Um, even though it's really just any of them. Do you have to put bad in <laughs> I, I, front of video game movie? Exactly. Which is kind of why I like the Pixel one, because it's like, yeah, okay. That's like... yeah. You know, because, like, there can be, like, reverence for, like, anything else with, like, property like that. But I don't think there's any reverence for Pixels. But what we have is a, a cult classic. Uh, this movie actually does have a big cult following. Amazing. Which I was incredibly surprised to hear you say. Yes. Um, because it's terrible. Cool world. And it's not even, like, <laughs> entertainingly terrible like Batman and Robin. Yeah, no. See, I, I, there, there, there's parts of this movie that I can credit and say, like... That could have been good. I, I don't. That could have been good. There, there are parts of this movie that really, honestly, could have been good. But it just, it. We will get to why it's bad. Uh, I've got a slurry of reasons as to why this movie is bad. Do we? Do we have enough time? We, we have plenty of time for this. Right. Trust me. Uh, but uh, what I do want to go into is uh, is our animation recommendation uh, for this week and. Uh, I, I'm going to go ahead and just, uh, since we're setting up for Anime Month, which is uh, in November. Um, so in November, I'll be doing all anime. Every Please all... tell me you're not keeping that oh, that's, that's audio a, spot. Oh, that's a, that's an audio drop, yes. Oh that, my God. I, I didn't, that wasn't me saying it. That was an audio drop that's going to be happening at the beginning of every episode, so enjoy that. <laughs> um, but anyway, uh, we're going to be doing Anime Month, uh, and leading up to that, uh, I was going to basically review... Uh, of animated or anime movies uh, that I had either not seen or seen before, 
or wanted to refresh myself on. And I found a really cool little uh, tidbit about one, and it's one of your favorite movies of all time, and I wanted to mention this. Uh, Princess Mononoke yes. is our one for today. Princess Mononoke, um, if you have not seen that movie, I've talked about it at length in the Miyazaki episode. Um, if you haven't seen that movie, you need to go see that movie. <laughs> like, Basically. Honestly, honestly just, just see that movie. And I honestly recommend seeing all of Miyazaki's movies like in order. And just like seeing like like which one you think is that because that's the first Miyazaki movie I, wa- I ever saw was Mononoke. Yeah. I don't think he's yet to top it for me. <laughs> like I don't know if I like I, I don't know Spirited Away. I think like Spirited Away is like, amazing. Like honestly, like like on a on a constructed basis of storytelling and animation, I think it's probably a superior film, but it's. Definitely doesn't top it in like actual like favoritism towards no, something like no, that. No, no, not, not at all. Yeah, you can definitely like, like something that's not as good as another thing. Exactly, technically. exactly on a but, technical level. Yeah, yeah. but um, it's just you know. Yeah, but but are, are you as connected to the characters? Are you connected exactly. to the plot? Et cetera, et cetera. And I, I just like it, it's it's so good that movie. Like, I, there, there's no villain. There's no. It's all just different perceptions of the same thing going on right uh the only real villain is off screen the whole time you the know, emperor the, yeah the emperor never just, shown it just, never just, meant never seen yeah it never speaks it's basically just like an oncoming force that's all it is it's not an actual character by any stretch they just talk about it so no, they just talk about what he wants yeah. and there's a bunch right. of people either trying to get him what he wants right or prevent him from prevent getting, him what, from he getting what he wants exactly. and, and there's no real um there's no real Everyone has a reason for what they're doing. Yes, a, a moral, rational reason. Yes, there, there's there's and a di- moral. people have different morals and different rationales. Yeah, and it shows uh, it shows you how you can have different points of view. Yeah, and not be evil or good. Or you know, evil in filmmaking, or good, yeah. in filmmaking, that's it's kind of the antithesis of what normal filmmaking and storytelling is because you're going to have a protagonist exactly. and antagonist. And that really doesn't exist in the movie. There's a clear protagonist. Yeah. Yes. But there's not a clear villain in this. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that, that's your basic That's your basic setup of narrative is like, you have to follow this guy, you have to hate this guy. And that's totally fine. But this story actually gives motivation and reason for everything that they're doing. And it's not like, it's not like half-hearted. Like, you understand why all these... You understand why Lady Eboshi is doing what she's doing. You understand why yeah. Ashitaka is doing what he's doing and San and all of them. It's just, it's brilliant. It's yeah. So well done. So well done. Best character, uh, uh, Ashitaka's sister. She's awesome. <laughs> she's in it for like two minutes. She's in a movie for like a minute, and she's like the she's best. Fantastic. She's like the yeah. best character. I love her. Uh, but anyway, um, but yeah, uh, but here's a fun little factoid that I just found out. Harvey Weinstein wanted to edit Princess Mononoke to make it, quote, more marketable. Uh, the director, Hayao Miyazaki, sent him a katana with a simple message of no cuts. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. That's so awesome. It's just like, yes. not only did he send him a ceremonial sword, like, as a gift, but it was just like, no, you're not cutting my movie. Like, it's not happening. That's amazing. So, uh, yeah. Um, at, at one point, at, at one time, it's been surpassed now, it was the longest animated film ever made. Yes, it was. At, when yes. it was made. Mm-hmm. So, I understand why someone mm-hmm. might want to cut it down. Exactly. Uh, especially exactly. for... Lazy American audiences. That's true. That's true for lazy American audiences. But that's our uh, that's our, our anime month uh, recommendation. Uh, it's our anime month uh, review of a movie. I would say no spoilers on this thing. I no, don't like to really no, give spoilers. No, no spoilers. I actually uh, have a friend who has not seen it. I, I, I my my, uh, my boss Eric 
I, I was really? talking to him today. Yeah, talking to him today. He's not seen that movie. Yeah, I, my, yeah. I have a friend who has not seen it. And we're yeah. planning on getting together and watching it. We should. Um, yeah, we should several all, of us. Yeah, we should all sit down and watch that thing, and uh, it'll be great. So it'll be fantastic to watch all that. Anyway, uh, but moving on to tune news. Tune news for today is the first time in a long time we had some tune news because I had the interview, I had uh, something in the week before, I can't remember. Or there's just just admit you're lazy. Just, just, I'm not lazy. <laughs> Come on, I, I put one of these up a week. This is hard stuff. Anyway, uh, to speak into a microphone for <laughs> yeah, to speak into a microphone for an hour about something that I love. Right, it's extremely very difficult. difficult work. It's extremely difficult work. Anyway. Uh, Clone Wars Rebels Dave Filoni is now in charge of all Star Wars animation. Um, so far, there is only one animated Star Wars, so I guess that means he's still just in charge of this. But um, you know, uh, what, what's kind of cool about this is, like, you know, as, as you know, like all Star Wars, like prior to Disney's acquisition and re, uh, rebooting of the series and everything, all that expanded universe stuff was cut and is now just known as like Legends. And it's not really like canon. And now right. anything now that is being produced by under the big D is canon. So sure. Uh, so basically, he gets to have run of all the animated canon now, I guess, which is kind of interesting. Which uh, probably means something yeah. like after Rogue One comes out, exactly. Because Rogue One is like a one shot movie. Yes, it's it's not set up for a sequel. It's no. not set up for anything else. Yeah. But you could have an animated series that expands on very those good, characters. It's a very good. point. That would be a good. It's spot a very for good that. point. You know, what would be awesome is if Dash Rendar showed up in Rogue One. I would love me some Dash. Rendar. That would be so cool if Dash Rendar and the Outlaw showed up. I oh. played. Yeah. The way, yeah. I played way too much of Shadows of the Empire oh, dude, yeah. on the N64 when that, I was a kid. That's like one of those games that's like not really that good, but it has like really good parts and like a really yeah. cool like story like in, intertwined to it. You fight Boba yeah. Fett in Slave One. It's really bad though. <laughs> if you go back to that fight, it's real bad. But I like shooting at Boba Fett with I, my jetpack and yeah. he's in his got his jetpack and stuff. I don't he, know. He's just he's just so like non motioned. But anyway. Um, plus it takes forever to, I hate that level. Great Hoth. Yeah. Oh yeah. Great, great Hoth battle. Great Hoth battle. The best Hoth battle. Uh, well, I'm sure there's probably others now, but, uh, probably that arcade version of Hoth is probably the better version. But anyway, uh, but yeah, Yeah. what's really cool. And also Star Wars Rebels season three premiered, uh, uh, last week, which was super cool. Um, so on, I think Saturday, yes, Saturday, last Saturday it premiered, uh, and you had a lot of cool stuff. Frickin' the fourth Doctor was training a Jedi, which is, like, really rad. Tom Baker shows up as, like, this big frickin' uh, force-wielding orangutan. Like, I don't know. Like, it's called the Bendu. All right. Yeah, right? It's Star Wars. So, uh, but yeah, he's, like, this, like, middle, uh, uh, like, middle force-wielder. He doesn't use the light or the dark. He's, like, in between, so... Which is interesting. So it's like a, a, a like a, a neutral a neutral force wielder. Yeah, is like kind of what he's called. Yeah. So because hmm. like the they even mentioned Ashla and Bogan, which are the two moons of uh, of Phylon, which is a whole thing in Star Wars. So right. They even mentioned those two moons and like oh the Ashla that's the light, Bogan is the dark, and he even mentions that as like they wield that. I'm the one in the middle. I was like ah you're you're the Doctor is what you are. <laughs> it's like, but uh yeah, it was pretty cool. I liked it, even though if he just kinda just showed up like randomly. 
Like, right. <laughs> like, like, I'm kind of hoping, like, he, like, projected himself or something. Like, you know, like, he wasn't really <laughs> just there. Because, like, he's, right. literally, he's literally just on this planet that Kanan's on. It's just like, oh, by the way, you woke me up, and now I'm going to train you in the ways of the Force. Right. Oh, okay. It's like, what? <laughs> sure? Seems legit. It's like, all right, cool. Yeah. Seems um, legit. Seems, seems okay. Uh, but, yeah, now, Star Wars Rebels is back, and uh, Dave Filoni is a uh, uh, top guy of the animation realm, so that's pretty cool. Um... Here's a fun fact. Uh, do, do you know, uh, Brian, are you familiar with Ronal the, ba- the, Ronal the Barbarian? No. Uh, is a little-known French comic uh, comic book that later got a, uh, an animated feature in uh, 2011, I want to say. In France, not uh, in America. In, in France, okay. yeah. I believe it was like France. Yeah, 2011's Danish uh, 3D animated feature. Sorry, it was Danish. It's oh, Danish, Danish. okay. Dan- I saw it in French, I think. I saw it French t- subtitle. I did see this movie, amazingly. Okay. Uh, like, what about this, like, skinny barbarian kid who, like, has to save his whole tribe, but he's, like, this tiny little, you know, like, obviously not barbarian-esque. Like, they're all huge, but he's tiny. Like um, Hiccup. Like Hiccup, yes. <laughs> but, you know, it, it's whatever. He doesn't train. He's a Viking, not a barbarian. He's a, he's a Viking, not a barbarian. They train dragons. Okay? <laughs> but anyway, um, so, and plus the comic book probably before that. Anyway, uh, but uh, apparently China uh, really enjoyed that movie, <laughs> Because there's a live-action okay. remake in the works. Uh, Shanghai is production company Twinkle Film Productions is like, hey, you know that uh, that Ronald that was that was good. Let's let's make a Chinese version. Interesting. <laughs> like I don't know. It's very seems bizarre. odd. It's a little bit bizarre. Of course, if you know. think about it, it doesn't really have to be that huge in China. No, there's a billion people in China. It's true. If two percent <laughs> that's of like China liked Ronald the Barbarian, that's that's a tw- twenty million people. That's a twenty point oh on the on the on the uh, on the scale, isn't it? Yeah, that's twenty million people. two percent of China yeah. is interested in it. I mean, that's that. That's a pretty good. That's a pretty good point. Uh, that, that's a that's a twenty point oh on the uh, on the uh, what, what is that rating system? I can't remember. Uh, ratings. <laughs> Nielsen that's Nielsen it. ratings Nielsen ratings I couldn't think of it There we go I was like N- what are you talking about The, the Nielsen ratings Well I know but that's TV not movies well, still I'm just saying 20 million people watch something It's 20 Anyway Walking Dead doesn't even get that No <laughs> like, Their highest I think was 14 I want to say Like It's pretty high but <laughs> It's high yeah It's high it's the only, it's I the mean only, when you consider It's the first show to, to beat Sunday Night Football. I mean, when you, well, that's what I'm saying. When, yeah. well, when you see like, when you see like, you know, the big college football game, which right, is one yeah, of the yeah. most, what they get, they yeah. get like 8 million, 8 million people. Yeah, exactly. That's like yeah, a huge so. number. It's insane. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, also, uh, what premiered this week was uh, Zorn, uh, Son of Zorn, uh, which is. And that's uh, on Fox. That's on Fox. Okay. Uh, it's uh, brought to you by uh, uh, Phil Lord and Chris Miller, uh, yep. longtime Adult Swim. Uh, producers and stuff, and they <laughs> so basically, Son of Zorn is a is a it fits in with our cool world I've, narrative. Actually, sure, I've, I've seen the 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 previews for it, and there's some yeah. funny stuff. I haven't watched yeah. it. It's basically a He Man parody um, in the re- but like mixed with the real yeah, world. Like he lives in L.A. or he, something. Yeah, he yeah just, wherever he, it is, he moves to like L.A. or like some like like San Jose, California, or something. I can't remember where the actual. Yeah, it's it's like San Diego or something. Uh, Sam, but it's it, it's pretty funny because like he's basically He Man is you know Zorn conqueror of you know conqueror of worlds you know just like all that jazz right right and, 
but he's just like this self-absorbed like butthole. <laughs> Why wouldn't he be? <laughs> but but he but he's like going to see his son who he mar- you know who he uh, wed with this you know that he had with the, with this human this normal human woman you know right and uh, so he's uh, so basically the kid you know he. He doesn't know his dad. His dad's a, a big ass, you know. Like it's it's, it's terrible, yeah. Uh, but I don't know. It, it's a funny show. I, I liked it. I, I watched the first few episodes. It's pretty fun. Um, I, I forget who does the voice of Zorn actually. Um, but it, there, there's just fun little like scenes of like him like clearing out his junk from their garage because uh, her new husband needs the bike rack space. <laughs> and it's just like you know just. Just stupid crap like that. Like it's right. pretty funny. Yeah, it's like I'm sorry, Floyd, uh, Phil Lord and, Chris, and Christopher Miller. They did the Lego Movie and Twenty One Jump Street. That's who they were. Yes, they're the producers of uh, the Lego Movie, not Adult Swim. So yeah, um, but it's real good. It's real fun. It's very much like Eastbound and Down, but instead of a redneck, it's like a cartoon barbarian uh, He-Man parody. So it's like very similar things. Very similar things. It's almost, <laughs> almost, uh, almost uh, uh, simpatico. That is. But anyway. Oh, there uh, it is. Orange County. Orange County. Yeah, Orange, County Orange County, Orange County. Okay. Mo- the OC. So he's, 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 he moves to the yeah. OC to be with his son, Ale- Alangulon, also known as Alan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Alangulon is his full name. So. Got it. Yeah, it's it's pretty funny. It's pretty good. I, I like it uh, a lot. Um, but yeah, uh, I like it. So there you go. Uh, Jason Sudeikis. That's, that's who. Uh, oh, Jason Sudeikis? Yeah, that's who plays Okay. Him. Yeah. From We're the Millers, Horrible Bosses, and uh, The Last Man on Earth. Yes. Yeah. So here, yeah. Jason Sudeikis, that's who plays Zorn, Conqueror of Worlds, or whatever the whole... He has a whole, like, title, and apparently sure. that's his actual last name. So, right. Like, yeah. that's, like, it's pretty good stuff. But anyway, last bit of two news. The Moana trailer, the official trailer. No more teasers, no more tiny snippets. We get a full-on Moana trailer that's for reals. Has like the full plot and it looks gorgeous and I can't wait for this movie. Yeah, the uh, the animation looks spectacular. It looks spectacular. I can't wait for it. I mean, you know, just the, the water effects look amazing and that's kind of a big deal uh, since the ocean is an actual character in it. So right, <laughs> it's like the ocean is actually a character that's uh, pretty great. Um, I love The Rock uh, in pretty much everything he's done. Even if it's a bad movie, I love him in Doom. He's great in Doom. Doom's a ter- <laughs> Doom is a terrible movie, and he's awesome in Doom. Like, I don't know how else to explain it. It's very bizarre. Uh, I like Carl Urban in Doom. Yeah, Carl Urban's good in Doom as well. It's just that movie's just not good. That's the I love that just when that came out, he got, like, no billing at all. No, no, like, no. It was, no, it was yeah. like, The Rock! The Carl Rock! Carl Urban and some other guys. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know, right? See? Uh, so that's why he was, he, was good in, he was good in Lord of the Rings. Like, Carl Urban in Lord of the Rings. That's... Riders of Rohan, man, that's that's my that's, that's my uh, dread. Yeah, dread. I'm just saying <laughs> that was when he became like a name, though. So it's like he was, uh, after that. Yeah, after that, like dreads, like he's a name yeah. in that. But uh, you know, so. actually, the first thing I remember him from was yes. uh, the second Born movie. I see. I don't remember him being in that until afterwards. Yeah, because well, he has like so, two yeah. lines in the whole movie. Right. Yeah. He it's doesn't like, speak. Well, it's he, like it's he like basically doesn't speak in the movie. It's like Clive Owen in the first one. Like you forget he's the sniper. Right. Yeah. Like you forget Clive Owen's the sniper in the first Bourne movie. It's like oh, it's Clive Owen. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> they never like who was Clive Owen then? Like freaking nobody. It's like it's all about Brad Pitt doing his first action film. Which no That's one thought not he Brad could do. Pitt. Not, well, Brad Pitt. What did I think? I meant, you're thinking I'm, of cool I'm already world. going to Cool World. Uh, I meant Matt, <laughs> Matt Damon. Damon. That's what I meant. Uh, going into Cool World here. So that's it. That's it for two news, and we're going into our topic of the day, which is 
Cool World is what we're talking about today. Cool World, uh, the uh, 1992 live action slash animated, which is how it fit in this this whole uh, podcast, uh, black comedy fantasy film directed by Ralph Bakshi. Ralph Bakshi, a controversial figure in the animated world, uh, let's say. There's lots of people who... Uh, uh, lots of people in the industry that uh, don't like working with Ralph a lot. <laughs> like it seems like. Oh yeah. Uh, lots of stories about him. Uh, Bruce Tim has a lot of great stories about Ralph Bakshi because he's he's one of his old friends and like they, they, he used to work for him. But he's an out there kind of guy, you know. It's sure. Like, uh, but uh, yeah. So basically, uh, he pitched a movie uh, to um, who, who produced this thing? I can't remember. Uh, it's Paramount. Paramount. He he pitched a movie to Paramount. Um, and, uh, they said, great, love it, change everything and we'll do it. <laughs> not, right? not kidding. I'm going to, I'm going to tell you what the concept of this was, uh, after we're done discussing the actual movie that it is. Uh, cause the, the actual concept of this, I think is really interesting and probably would have been really cool. Uh, this marked Ralph's nine year return to animated features. Uh, you know, he used to, he did, uh, he did, uh, Fritz the Cat, which was like the first ever X-rated Animated movie, uh, just bizarre stuff. Um, he did a lot of other other crazy stuff. Um, he also worked on the 1966 Spider-Man cartoon. Uh, not not the good episodes we remember, but like the last like two seasons that had to recycle. Oh, a bunch were of they sub like Rocket Ranger or, uh, or uh, Rocket Robin Hood? Rocket Robin Hood. Rocket Robin it. Hood. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The two two whole episodes of that was just a Rocket Robin Hood episode with Spider-Man painted over the top of it. Yeah. Because he had no budget left, but they told him to extend it to half an hour. So it's just like <laughs> it was just like I, I don't know what to do. So like fifteen minutes of those episodes is just Spider-Man swinging from one end of the city to the other. Yeah, because <laughs> that's all they had footage of. Get back to Midtown. Treats. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, gotta go back to Brooklyn. <laughs> Tell you what, the jazz soundtrack in that cartoon was mwah. Just saying. Anyway, can I get a CD of that? That'd also, a good source of memes. It is great source of memes. That not even those episodes, like the other, like the regular good. Episodes. Oh yeah. Um, but anyway, um, Cool World, uh, starring Brad Pitt, Kim Basinger, and uh, and uh, Gabriel Byrne. Um, Gabriel Byrne, character actor. Uh, I've seen big... all three of them be good actors. I mean, yeah. I... Not in this. Not so much in this. this. I mean, <laughs> I, I'll give Brad Pitt a little bit. I think Brad Pitt does fine. He wasn't he, terrible. He's young, too. He's very young. He's very young in this movie. This came out in uh, 92. 92. So, and Brad know, Pitt's, what, 45, 46 now? Uh, he is 52, actually. 52. He's so, older than, a little yeah, older than so, I thought. Yeah, yeah. He's so, what was that? Um... Yeah, he's, he was 19, born in 1963, so he was actually pretty old in that. He looks like he's 24, but apparently he's a little older than that in this movie. Um, so yeah, uh, originally, uh, originally, um, uh, who was it? Uh, I think, was it? No, that's right. It was uh, uh, Bakshi wanted Brad Pitt to play Jack, the artist. Okay. And they cast him as Frank Harris instead. And they wanted a more... He, Bakshi wanted a more gruff uh, Frank Harris. If you look at like the concept art, like Harris is like really gruff and like kind of okay. got, got a huge. Yeah, like, Brad Pitt would have been mid twenties. Yeah, he's fifty two now. Yeah, fifty two now. So yeah, he's like mid twenties. That's twenty years ago. Yeah. So, so but anyway, um, so twenty four years ago. So basically, um, they but they casted Brad Pitt into Harris, and they got uh, Gabriel Byrne. 
um, I guess, why ever. Drew Barrymore was his original uh, choice for uh, Hollywood. So, uh, Drew Barrymore. I could see that. I could definitely see that. I think that probably would have been a better choice, honestly. Uh, something about Drew Barrymore seems a little more rebellious. I don't know. Something. Right. Kim Basinger, who, like, you know adopts children and, like, goes to hunger drives in Africa. Well, but she's played just, shady characters. That's true. I mean, it's just, well, you know what? I've, I've, I've asked you to watch this movie many times. Yeah. You haven't seen L.A. Confidential, have you? No, I need to watch L.A. Yeah. Confidential. You're right. Yes, yeah. I need to watch L.A. Confidential. She's um, great in that. Yeah. yeah. Pretty much everyone's great in that. I was about to say, pretty much everybody's great in that, right? Guy, yeah. Guy Pierce is barely in it, and he's great, right? Oh, no. He's, no, Guy Pierce is the main guy. Yeah. He's barely in it that's awesome. Uh, there's a big name in that that's, like, barely in it. Camera who it was. I mean, there's lots of Russell Crowe's in it. Russell Crowe a lot. He's in a lot. Okay, everybody's okay. in it a lot. I can't remember. Somebody in there. Uh, the guy like, who plays the Chiefs, the old Irish guy. I can't yeah. remember his name. He's he's yeah. he's in it enough. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't say he's barely in it, but I, he's, I feel he's, like there's like one scene with like the guy in it. It's like I don't know, but I could be gotcha. thinking. I could be thinking of the Untouchables. I'm not sure. Anyway, <laughs> uh, but anyway, uh, Cool World uh, is basically this weird little movie about a, a different dimension of tunes, not tunes. Doodles, because Doodles. Tunes is a uh, Roger, Who Framed Roger Rabbit deal. Yeah, that's basically what the, Tunes. That's basically what this is: is a cash in on the Roger Rabbit thing because Roger Rabbit was done. No, yeah, right. I know it's crazy. you're kidding. Well, here's the thing: I think it wasn't a cash in from Bakshi's end. I think Bakshi had an artistic view of this. And yeah, said, and then the, the technology's there. And we the can studio, do this now. And the studio said. And, do this, and, and the tech, and 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 the studio is just like, all right, well, we'll crap this out and like get a bunch of money from it, and it's just like, because there's a lot of merchandising attached to this thing. There was a Super NES game attached yes, to this. Yes, there was. There was a lot of merch attached to this this movie. There was a lot of uh, uh, real toyetic kind of uh, sure. approach to this whole movie to this adult animated movie. Right? <laughs> so it's just like it's just like it's just like so bizarrely uh, uh, positioned from a from a. From a marketing standpoint, what was this rated? By the way, uh, this was an R, I believe. I wonder, I just, maybe it's PG thirteen. It might was it before the PG thirteen rating? It, it might have been before the PG thirteen rating because I'm not certain that there is an actual. This might be an unrated movie just because it was. Oh, before. it's got to be rated. Well, it yeah, a major it, theater theatrical release. It might be R simply because I thought it was. Um, I thought it was R because I thought it was before PG. Well, anyway, when, when was the PG thirteen rating? I, I can't remember, dude. Anyway, uh, <laughs> we're gonna. But. Uh, Thing is, it, it, it was it was definitely given an adult rating. I'm fairly certain of that. Um, PG-13. So it was a PG-13. It was a PG-13 so okay. PG movie, which I could see that. Nothing really sure. R happens in it. I mean, we've got like a little bit of blood on uh, Brad Pitt's yeah. mouth, and that's his death scene. Uh, spoilers, Brad Pitt died. Spoilers for this whole movie, if you care. Uh, honestly. <laughs> you shouldn't. You, you really shouldn't. I, I do recommend watching this movie, though. I, I, I honestly... Because it's such a weird thing, why don't we talk about what this movie does right first, shall we? Okay. Uh, what do you? This is going to be really short. On I, my I have end. a lot about what this movie. What do you think this movie does right? What does this movie do well? It uh, ends. And I don't have like, to watch it anymore. Is there really nothing for like. Like, like it's like nothing that you look at. No, I, I thought no. I mean, even like the the blending of the animation is like. Not great. Sloppy. Not great. It's no. way like everything's way off scale. Yeah. I don't know if you noticed oh, the yeah. animated characters just change in change scale, scale at the, the snap of a finger. Yeah, it's yeah. like who who's the DP on this? <laughs> right, I mean, yeah, like we yeah. we but, need somebody to to. It, it's fairly clear that they don't have a whole lot like going on about like where the only ones that like actually don't change. 
Yeah, I there's think they, no consistent the, lore. No, there's, there's no, no consistent, consistent lore. like anything. Say, but construction wise, on a on a constructed wise uh, format, I will say I like the design of Cool World. I like the the weird twisty buildings and stuff like that. Uh, I love the design of it. I like the sets in which the real people are placed in in Cool World. Uh, I think those are kind of cool because they're like kind of like these shadowy kind of. It's lit kind of interestingly, I think. I, I could be dead wrong about that. I don't know. I, I, I think it's lit interestingly. I think, like, the, the, the it has cool sets that they're at. Like, when they go up to the doors, they're not just, like, it's not just a painted background door. It's an actual, like, weirdly constructed, differently I, okay. painted door. I'll give you that. So. Also, like, when, like, Brad Pitt gets out of his tune car. Right. And he walks off, and, it, and it suddenly it's one-dimensional. Right, like yeah, He yeah. drives up in a two-dimensional car. He right. gets out, and it's literally one-dimensional. Yeah, it's yeah. It's just when he gets out, and that's kind of cool. Yeah, there's there's like strings of this where it's like they had good ideas, but like nothing comes to pass. I also think there's actual good character in some of these characters, but it never when they don't just vanish off screen for no reason, you never see them again. Exactly, Uh, they appear for no reason. Sparks comes to mind. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, literally, there's all of Holly's gang. Yeah, they show up and then they're gone. Uh, even Brad Pitt's partner Nails, Nails, yeah, is yeah. like he just shows up out of nowhere. Yeah, and yeah. you don't know where did this come from. Like, right, like yeah. why well, wasn't he even talked about for the last thirty minutes? Right. Yeah. Exactly. He shows yeah. up like thirty-five minutes into the movie, <laughs> and he's never been mentioned. It's never been mentioned no. that Brad Pitt has a partner, and then they're like yeah. best buds. Yeah, and he exactly. even comes over to his house and doesn't even knock on the door. He just opens it, like, <laughs> "Hey, buddy!" And like, "Hey, how's it going?" On a second, who are, who are you? you? <laughs> like, <laughs> who are you now? <laughs> it's just bizarre the way they they yeah. like at the very beginning when Brad Pitt goes to Cool World. Right. There's this professor that, like, oh, he brought him into oh, this. No, no, wait, let, 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 let's do this. Okay. But I'm so, just saying, but the I'm, professor, ne- like, he's no, in the first oh, scene. We'll, we'll get that. And then he never shows up again until never, the last scene. Never mentioned again. Right. Like, never even, like, barely because they talk about that Vegas Vinny. Which yeah. Which is, like, which his, is him. Which is his other persona, which isn't even that clearly defined. No. Like, it's just it's, like, there's just so much about it. This movie we'll is get just to, ideas. We'll get to, exactly. It's ideas <laughs> thrown on a plank. But we'll get to, we'll get to the, 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 to the structure of everything. Uh, Michelle Abrams shows shows up in this movie out of nowhere. Right, she shows up as like a neighbor's daughter, and like she's the na- no, yeah, she just she's, she's Gabriel Byrne's neighbor's daughter. Yeah, she's never been when mentioned. he gets out of his writing prison, which is really weird. Which is really weird because why they, does he have a writing prison? Here's the thing: is well, drawing, he's easy or whatever. Yeah, 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 he's drawing he's, prison. I don't know, it's good behavior, whatever. <laughs> so, but no, um, uh, but no, the, like like. They set up like a whole character when he goes to the comic shop, which is actually like one of my favorite scenes because it's like this this look yeah. into an old comic shop and like uh it, like the mural on the outside is like really awesome because it's got like Killing Joke Joker and yeah. like old school Superman and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, like, they're that's, selling his comic yeah, in there. That's yeah. really cool. Like I like that scene. But he sets up this whole scene where like this this really enthusiastic girl behind the counter that loves his work is like talking to him. And you think she's going to show up at the end, of, like towards, like or at, at some, some point, at some point in this movie, never shows her again. No, she could have been the role in which Aubrey... she also had Peggy Bundy's haircut, and that made me laugh. That's true. She did have Peggy. <laughs> she did. She had Peggy Bundy's haircut. But she could have shown up in the Michelle Abrams part because the Michelle Abrams part didn't have anything to do with anything, and then she just shows up and is like this big part at the end where like she's right. helping out, and it's just pointless. 
And it's like, for those who don't know, Michelle Abrams is Buffy the Vampire Slayer before Sarah Michelle Gellar. Yes. So she was the movie version of uh, Buffy. And it's just like, she just shows up in this movie out of nowhere. It's yeah. bizarre. But that happens throughout this whole thing. Um, like, characters will show up. Sparks. Even animated ones. Sparks. People like that. Yeah, well, Sparks, they, they, make, up, okay they, they with... make this big thing to show because yeah. he's this evil guy. Yeah. And he's, like... Like these kids, like basically tortures these kids for like a scene. Yeah, yeah. And then, and in then a cartoonish wa- fashion, right? You know, yeah, yeah, exactly. And so. then he walks, aw- and then he walks away. Like, oh man, what's this guy gonna yeah, do? He's gonna be the villain. He's nothing. Gonna be the bad guy. Nothing. He does nothing. He does nothing. In he his gets whole movie. slapped, makes a phone call, and gets slapped again. <laughs> That's it. That's his contribution to the film. It's really bizarre. Uh, he's a much bigger part in the original. Uh, I would imagine original, so. Uh, concept and everything. The concept art of that is very interesting. Uh, some of the scenes are actually kept. Some of the better scenes are stuff that's like kept in the actual thing. Uh, some of the better scenes in this, I think, are the interactions between the beginning interactions between Harris and Holly, uh, Frank Harris and uh, Hollywood. Really, I, that was uncomfortable to me. Really, no, I, I kind of super uncomfortable. See, I, I, I didn't mind it. Well, see, if, if you just erase all like the like she's hitting on him and everything, but she wants to. She has a motivation, at least. Like right. She has a motivation as a character. She wants to become real by right. having relations with a human. That's how it works. A noid, as, as people yeah, are known. humanoid. Humanoid, yes. Annoyed. Uh, as, as, with a human. They're called noids. They're called doodles. Tunes and humans. Just get that through your head. So, yeah. Um, but Bob yeah. Hoskins is not around to explain Bob this. Bob Hoskins is not around to explain this stuff, even though you don't <laughs> need to explain anything in those movies. Um, but yeah, um, it, it's... I, I, I kind of liked their dynamic. I thought that was okay. How like you kind of clearly got that she was this troublemaker and she was a pain in this detective's butt, and vice versa. They were always hassling each other. Yeah, I, I kind of liked that. Um, they did slip in a few little things of actual continuity as to how people get into Cool yes. World. They they actually mentioned they actually slipped that in. Said, "Oh, well, another cool thing for me, and I, yeah, that is when Brad Pitt comes, he, he's from nineteen forty nineteen forty five. Yes, because he's coming home from World War Two. Yes, and you know his mother greets him at the airport <laughs> yeah, and everything, and then let, immediately dies. Let, let, let's talk about this whole scene. So yeah. like, there, there's this completely different movie that happens. Yes, <laughs> that comes on. Yeah, where Brad Pitt, old soldier boy, coming back, he, he from comes the back, war, gets off the plane, his, meets his mother, goes back to his mom, and." Like, oh, hey, mom! I won this motorcycle in a poker game. Yeah. They get in on the Italy, motorci- they- which is incredibly unlikely. Yeah. Wins the mo- like gets on the motorcycle with his mother. They get into a car. It's this really emotionally heavy scene. Yeah, his where mother is killed. His mother is killed in this car accident he's, by this drunk he's, couple. He's holding her on the side he's, of the road, crying. He's going into- while these police officers are like. He's- He's you going know, into P- PTSD yeah, as well. Like, right. he's having flashbacks and, like, going into PTSD. Like, all this Yeah, he starts yelling about mortars being fired yeah. and stuff like that. Smash cut to a cartoon doctor <laughs> in another dimension. Like, literally. There's no, like, lead up. No. It's, it's there's, the, they're picking up the mother's body and putting her on a stretcher and putting the card in there. And it's this horrible thing. He's, like, going and trying. And it's literally and this, smash cuts yeah, to this cartoony this cartoon- Maurice LaMarche voice. Car- Cartoon, cartoon mad scientist who says this looks like a good time to bring this human to cool world. <laughs> just, just actually. So here's the thing. Now, what they don't say, but they kind of show. It probably needed to be said because it's not very well explained. I think your trip over to cool world is sort of like an emotional uh, connection or like 
Thing. You want to escape reality. Yeah, basically. This is That's the cool is. world. Yeah, this is the cool world. Yeah, like, yeah. like your your life sucks. Your life sucks. This is the cool, this world. Is the cool let's, world. Let's come over here and forget about exactly. it. Exactly. And lose all your responsibility oh. and all that stuff. Yes, because exactly. it's what Brad Pitt literally does. Because yes. he comes over to the cool world. Does not age. Because this jumps to, jumps like, to, to 1992. 1992. And, and Brad Pitt is not age. He's yeah. in cool world, living his life. Living his life. Didn't age. Doesn't have to all. worry about death. Doesn't yeah. have to worry about sadness. Doesn't have to worry about any of these things. Yes, and, and that, that's kind of what it is. And that's the only part of it that actually like has like a bunch like like some oh there's depth there. Like there's 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 depth. Yeah, there's like, a concept. There, there's a concept of depth there that they don't explore. There's several of those actually. Cuz then there's Jack, the cartoonist who uh is creating like cartoons and comics based off of Cool World and from Holly, his prison cell. From his prison cell. Incredibly well, well-equipped yeah. artist's prison cell. I mean, you know, it's it's a movie. I'm fine with that. Yeah, it's but he's whatever. in for murder. Yeah, he is in for murder, which they uh, never ex- elaborate no. on at all. It's just no, like they elaborate. He he killed his he killed his wife's lover. Right? Yeah. He killed his wife. That's lover. it. That, that's it's it. one line. It's one line. No, it's, they say it twice. Tw- no, no, because no, <laughs> one guy in the comic book store says, why don't you write a comic about the guy you killed? Yeah. And that's then, it. But then, and then the last, and then they mention it later. It's like, oh yeah, how do you feel, how'd you feel yeah. killing the guy in bed with your wife or whatever? Yeah, twice. <laughs> that's but, all you but, need. But it's, it, one guy mentions murder. Yeah, and then that's but that's it. It's one sentence that elaborates. That's what I was saying. It's one sentence. (laughs) But anyway, no, because the same guy said the guy that killed your wife. Same guy in the comic shop says the guy. uh, What about the guy you killed? The guy, the guy that slept with your wife. That's what he said. That's what the guy in the comic shop. I don't believe he says that. He does say that. But anyway, uh, he does say that. But anyway, uh, moving on. Uh, So basically, uh, Jack, like, kind of like, there's this really cool like thing that they don't explore, like. Roger Ebert said that this is a, a remarkably incompetent movie that misses opportunity after opportunity. Yep, it's very that's true. accurate. Because because there's a part where like Jack gets pulled over. He's like, "I created you." I created. It's like, "Honey, we exist without you." Like, right. and it's like, so it's like, did God create? It's it's sort of this whole like, did did God create man or did man create God? There's this whole like philosophical question you could really explore yeah. with that, and they don't. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> they, just, they just don't like a good movie would actually like explore that and yes, then, like no explore and, all this and, stuff. instead of exploring. Um, I, I I liked finger knives right exactly. Um, I don't know. I liked uh, I liked Candy Milo as Lynette. I liked uh, uh, she was a decent character to me. Uh, I, I, well, yeah, you were supposed to like her. You're supposed to like her. I know, but the thing is, um, it, it just that was some of the best conversations when she when you know. Because he's frustrated, you know, you can't, you know, have relations with, the, do- with, with the doodle. Yeah, and so, so that that's a whole thing. But he's with her platonically. I think that's an interesting relationship. Yeah, of course, honestly. it is. Yeah. It, it, um, the, well, the and like like you said, the the thing that Holly wants, right? She wants to be real. To be real. She to be able to, to feel things. Yes. To be able to experience things and emotions that right. you can't experience in Cool World, which goes which, back to the fact that Brett, you know, Frank, that Brett hit and. Yeah, he, Frank doesn't want... He doesn't want to feel those things because he even his, says it to Lonette. It's like, you know what it is like over there? You feel everything. You feel hurt. You there's feel war. Pain. There's yeah. war. There's bad things. And I don't ever want to experience it again. Yeah, he doesn't have to deal it's with like, it anymore. He's, yeah. he, it takes away any of the responsibility for that. Yeah. So, yeah, there are there's, concepts. There, there's a movie here. <laughs> like, it just it never happens. Like That's the problem. It never happens. Like I, I feel like if this was fleshed out more, there's like actual themes and dynamics that could really make a good story and then it all just goes to crap by not explaining anything and the spike shows up for like five seconds at the beginning and then all of a sudden is the end all be all 
deus ex machina of the whole movie that we yep. never knew about. Yep. Like, Holly just starts spouting all these rules about what the spike can do, and it's like, can it? Right. <laughs> that, what? Well, well, the other Was thing that a is, thing? The other thing is, don't they, in the very first scene, don't they mention that it's a spike? Yeah, a, yeah, a spike. A that spike. means there's more of these things, yeah, apparently. I know, right? yeah, yeah, I don't it, understand it. Yeah. But at the end, it's the spike of like all powerfulness right. or whatever. It's just yeah, it's so it's random. Giant MacGuffin. We're not going to go through the whole plot of this movie, but uh, just I just wanted to mention the things that I thought were actually like decent, but then... What doesn't work in this movie? Uh, the other thing that's decent in this movie, I think, is obviously the voice acting. They got Maurice LaMarche. They got uh, they got Candy Milo. They got right. uh, uh, Charlie Adler. Phenomenal actors, all of them. Yes. Phenomenal at, at voice acting, and every single one of those. Like we talked about, the bad acting, the acting being kind of stiff. You know, um, yeah. It, like I said, and, yeah. and they're not bad actors. No, and I don't think I've, it's a, I've seen Gabriel Byrne. I've seen Brad Pitt. I've seen Kim Basinger in good roles. They're not good in this. I don't think they're particularly bad in it, honestly. Oof. But uh, Kim Basinger's I, bad. Yeah, Kim Basinger's kind of bad. But she's kind of playing off the cartoonish nature of everything, which um, no one else does. Which no one else is. But that's the yeah. whole thing: is this movie is not cartoony. And how about when she I'm starts like that. turning back into a tune, but not the tune that she was? Did you notice that? Yeah, that was weird. That was bizarre. Why did she turn into a completely different tune from what she actually was? I think it's just because everything's kind of going haywire. I guess just haywire, maybe. Reality's kind of haywire, yeah. Yeah. Which, again, is another cool concept for a climax of a a show, of of, of a concept like this, like... Tunes like kind of like outcoming like Ghostbusters and people right. changing into tunes. I think that's a cool climax, but at no point is that a setup. No, it, it's it, that's never set up as like to being like oh that's what's gonna happen. It's literally like oh don't don't have relations with with a doodle. Um, why? Well, just don't. <laughs> just don't like. Well, you could say like it'll break things down. It's not okay. Well, what but, I don't get about it is they they say that and then. Like, that's the only rule they say. Right. And by the end of this movie, it's like, yeah. well, yeah, there's these other rules that I know about, but you don't. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What yeah. the heck are you talking about? Yeah, it's about? true. There's another rule. It has a completely other rule of getting killed by a tune that just, like, comes out of nowhere. Yeah, if you're a, if you're annoyed and you get killed by a tune, you turn into a, a, a doodle. A, a doodle. Like, what the How? heck are you talking about? When did that become a thing? Yeah, it's this like... has literally not been mentioned. No, never. It's never been mentioned. Why would... And only one person knew about it. Yeah. It's like, clearly. Everyone else was like... <laughs> <laughs> oh no he's dead and then he wasn't because Lonette was like oh yeah was she attuned when <laughs> she, she killed him she killed him yeah I guess <laughs> like, what? A why'd it take so why'd long take... they could have just used the spike the, yeah like, it's like the spike does everything else the if you spike want is like some... the sort of omens it yeah, just solves just, all just problems just have the spike do it but anyway um yeah, I don't know. It's really and, and then like motivations change at the end, like completely change for no reason. because uh, like the doctor like becomes like a, a Vegas casino owner for no reason. That there's no explanations why he does that. And he wears like a weird like hood and like trench coat and stuff. He was wearing a hat. A well, yeah, coat. a hat and a trench coat and then like then he's like He's pretending to be annoyed. He's pretending to be a human in the real world because why? I don't well, that's the whole reason he was making the spike, because he wanted to go there. Yeah. He says it at the very beginning. He does, but then, like... And he's been gone this whole time. Yeah, but it's just, like, it, there's just, like, no real explanation about him. No. And then, like, somehow Holly knows about him, or knows about Vince and Ve- uh, Vinny, or Vegas Vinny. Vegas Vinny. Vegas yes. Vinny, and, like, yeah. it's, like, I want to say Vinny Vegas, that's Kevin Nash. Yes. Uh, and I was like, but, but, yeah, it's just, like, like, all these things that, like, they don't... Things happen and then they end and then they pick it back up and then they don't. 
It's just so bizarrely structured. I cannot get, yeah. wrap my head around how. Would you like to hear my one sentence review of this movie? I would love to hear this. <laughs> That's my cool world. Yeah, is a lot like Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Yeah. If Who Framed Roger Rabbit had no had no appeal, joy, <laughs> joy, or intrigue, or intrigue at all. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, it's very true. That's basically what it is. Uh, it, it's not like I don't know, like it. It's or not, charm. Yeah, or charm. It's, it, it's not very funny. Like It's, it's not funny be, at it's all. It's supposed to be a dark comedy. It's not very funny. It's not funny at all. No, I don't really think I laugh. It's at any uncomfortably point. sexual. It's uncomfortably sexual. <laughs> it really I, is. I, I mean, I'm not a prude. Right. And I was sure it's uncomfortable. I mean, you know, it, it's it's whatever. Like, I've seen, like, even worse to that degree. But it's just like, yeah, I don't know. It, it's it's weird. Um, it... <sighs> It has an off tone. It's not sure what its tone is. Uh, no. I, I, it's, it's weird, man. If they had like, just made it, like, straight dark. Yeah. And thrown out the Roger Rabbit, like... <laughs> Funny you say that. Doodles chasing each other and <laughs> yeah. throwing anvils on their head. Right. For no reason, just to make a scene just loud. Just to make a scene loud, loud, loud. yeah. It was, it's, like, it's bizarre. Yeah. It's, it's like, kind of has that, that, that uh, Toontown vibe right but without the charm but it shouldn't the, be there and without the linking because like in toontown yeah. it, it was sort of like linked together and like it had like points to like what's going on but in that it was just sure. like oh these guys are shooting each other with a cannon in the background in the foreground yeah of this scene that we should be listening to yeah <laughs> and what's with the weird ghost heads floating around in this movie i thought they were kind of cool but like why are they there i don't know why they're there it's just it's just like a little thing that they do i liked holly's door i thought that was kind of the cool. door was cool the door was yeah. cool he had like a weird morphing face that keeps coming out of his mouth yeah and, and it was, it was, was kinda... drawn like those ghosts those yeah. weird ghosts things. yeah but that that was never explained um, no yeah again they show up at the end for and, no reason and then at the end holly's motivation her entire motivation which is probably one of the best parts of the movie is just the fact that she has a motivation she doesn't care holly would if she could period yep. that's her bit Yep. You know, it's like that's her stick. That's her stick. So she's gonna do it if she can, and that's her whole deal. So even if it means wrecking everything, I'm gonna be real, right? Yeah. But at the end, she turns into a tune, is totally fine with it, and then wants to turn everything into tunes. Well, no, well, I get that, but <laughs> I, I get that, but I don't. I don't think that was the whole point. I, I think. Yes. I think the point was that the tune world and the real world were kind of merging. Yeah. And she had she was back to who she was, but now she had these feelings. The feelings, that's true. She had yeah, these she experiences. Probably, that's I, I, possible. Yeah. It's not explained that way, but no. that's how I that's how that, I read that, it. That's a good that's a good reading, yeah. That that could make sense, yeah. Yeah, Where that's she's, how she's I read got it. it. The best, the best of everything. Yeah. Yes, she's basically the goddess at this point. You know, she, which again I think is a good climax. But you don't set that up at any point. No, at no point is that set up. And then also, you, Gabriel Byrne turns into Brad Pitt's character from Megamind. He does do that, which is really weird, <laughs> really bizarre. It's totally, the second I saw it, I went, "Yeah, is that uh, is that that is from Megamind? Is that from Megamind? Yeah, I was like, I feel like it's Megamind. And for some reason, they kill the only the protagonist is actually trying to stop the thing from happening. They kill him off. Before the climax, and it's <laughs> yes. like that's dumb. Why, why would you do that? Because Jack's right. not doing anything, and then all of a sudden Jack starts getting like you know because it, it's it's happening like everything's turning into tunes and stuff. So he starts to get like tune hands throughout the movie. They keep well, he turns into off. a tune at one point. Yeah, he started in the nightclub. Yeah, they start flashing and everything, but then like he's starting to like utilize the powers at the end. He's like turning his hands like into these stretchy powers, and then Doctor Whatever Face, Doctor Whiskers. Says yeah, he's, Professor Whiskers. He, yeah, he's, he's fulfilling his destiny. What? Yeah, De- destiny. Like, yeah, and then he goes. What? 
Yeah. When was you know, Destiny? He's becoming the hero, and I'm like, <laughs> when was that a thing? He's a freaking murderer. But, what are you talking about? Like, there's clearly like a scene where he always wanted to be the hero in something. Right. Like, there's something but like, that. But, but they like, just. But it's like, dudes. It just, a, it's like dudes a murderer. <laughs> yeah. Who obsesses over drawings, drawings he makes. He makes. <laughs> Sexually obsesses over drawings he makes. I know. About stuff he sees in dreams. Yeah. There is no point where no. he's a hero. He's a hero this. at all. No. And then he's fulfilling yeah. his destiny. Like, it's just like, what destiny? You've never brought destiny into any point of the storytelling. And no. all of a sudden you're... It's, like, it just it screamed a deleted scene. Where like he yeah. like had some speech where he's like I always wanted to be the hero but I always just was the loser yeah just something and, and, but like yeah. you know it just oh. oh it's just so bad it's so bad um but yeah it this movie is just such a wreck it just like like narratively it's just a wreck like it's just it's so goofy and I think it's mainly this is the reason I, the, the reason this movie is such a mess is because Bakshi and the studio and the producers just butted heads this is no secret. Uh, Ralph actually said it was a miserable experience. He said it was an uncomfortable, miserable experience making this movie. Well, good, because that was the same feeling I got watching it. <laughs> exactly. That was, that's the joke. It was like almost as bad as it was watching the movie. Right. Now, but again, uh, you know, it's just, it's, it's basically just like a clashing of heads. It's kind of like Spider-Man 3. You know, even though Sam Raimi's very cool with, the, with, uh, with uh, Sony Pictures and says that wasn't their fault, th- there was bashings of heads of like, oh, we need to add this movie, this character, all this stuff. What Ralph Bakshi pitched, this is the pitch that he gave okay. uh, uh, Paramount I'm interested Studios. to hear this. Because... He, he basically went in and said, I want to make a movie now that it's financially viable to do these sorts of mixed bag, live action animation sort of things like okay. Roger Rabbit. I want to capitalize on that. I want to make an animated horror movie in which a the female character, I think her name is Debbie in this, not Holly, sure. but it's basically the same character that just sort of, sort of got morphed around. She's a she is the daughter of a toon woman and a male cartoonist that basically it's basically it's okay but and that the whole premise is like it's a murder it's like it's like who killed him or whatever you know like who the the whole thing would have been like a a premise of like who killed this cartoonist right so a murder mystery sort of like Roger Rabbit yeah uh, and it would turn out that like the whole thing was is that it was Debbie it was the daughter for being this weird mixed. Hate you know she hated herself because she was this mix of like human and and uh, cartoon sort of deal. Didn't really fit in on either side. Didn't fit on either side. Very so there's there's characteristics of Holly that kind of stayed there and everything. But um, but yeah, just it, it's just clear that like they were just like yeah. But literally they were like yeah, love it. We're picking up. They picked up that script and then just changed all of it behind Bakshi's back and said, "This is what you're directing now." Okay. Wow. <laughs> That's how it went. It's just like, this is now what you're directing. They went behind his back. They never even said they were rewriting it. They rewrote it, handed him the script back, and said, now this is what you're directing. Wow. It's just like, wow. How could it possibly come out good after that, you know? Right. It's just, it couldn't possibly. Like, that's why you have wooden acting, or like, just like, like... Nobody's directing them. Who cares? Just like this isn't what I wrote. Just do a thing. Just do this. You know. And I think the good scenes, like the scenes where Holly and and Harris are having like a back and forth, those are actually the good scenes because like they have this this whole like I don't want to feel anything. I want to feel something. You know, sort of back and forth. Uh, That's a lot of the concept art. And there's Sparks, by the way, in the original concept. Okay. uh, Where he's an actual character. Uh, But no, it's (laughs) it's like that's that's like. There's there's a whole bunch of uh, concept art of that whole scene where where he's at Holly's party. Yeah, 
there's a whole concept art of him and Nails being there and having this conversation, and it's kind of the whole thing of like, you know, it really burns me about you. It's like, because you're too scared to go back, and yeah. you could any time, and it says, oh, it's, it's good stuff. It's like, that's actually a good scene, and like, I, I don't know. Again, this movie is just scenes. It's just scenes right. that happen. They, yeah, they, no stuff happens, and people are in a scene, and then they're gone, yeah. and then they come back for no reason, yeah. and like, why was Yeah, like, why was Nails taken out of this movie? Like, because he shows up, and I'm yeah. fine with him being like, okay, he wasn't there, but now he's like, because hey, you immediately get it. He says, boss... Like, he's like, you immediately get that he's just, like, the driver. He's, like, his sidekick. I, I get it, but it's way too late in the it's movie. It's way too late in the movie. I will say that. Like, that should have happened, like, 15 minutes. And it happens, yeah. like, I mean, I didn't yeah. time it 35 minutes. Right. It's something like yeah. that. Yeah. I mean, it's like Michelle Abrams showing up an hour into the movie. Sure. Like, like, I mean, when I started watching it, I, I, when I started watching it, I, I didn't finish it. Right. And I got, like, 30-something minutes through it the first time I was trying to watch it. Sure. And Nails was not in it. Right, I yeah, did yeah. not see Nails. Right, yeah. So I know it's past that point. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's again, things just extend and then things change because they add something in or they just ch- never address something again. Sure. Like the spike. They never address the spike until they address it again in the final 10 minutes of Act 3. Right. <laughs> and then all of a sudden the spike is the end all be all of something and it's just bizarre. It's so weird. It, it is. It's the, a very strange movie. Uh, oh, another idea I liked was I like the residual like cartoon radiation left in the real world. Like if like a tune like went through a wall, yes. and like she fit, he like would feel like where she went through. It was like this cartoonish like I kind of like that. Yeah, like there, again, there's ideas that are that are there, but it just it's not and it's not nearly as charming as Roger Rabbit. It's not nearly as thoughtful, thought provoking. Like none of no. it. No, it's just none of it. It could have been. I I just it feels like it could have been a contender, but it just it never <laughs> it never. I'm down with the horror movie mystery. Right? Yeah, that I'm down be, with that that'd too. Be, that'd yeah. be great. I think that would be really interesting. Like just because like it like we already know the ending sadly, but you know it's yeah like, like just yeah I think that's cool. You know it's like you know because the, the way it kind of sounds like you probably didn't even know that she was his daughter. Like it just like would like come up like oh like. He had a daughter, and like you know, it turns yeah. out that this tune is his daughter, and you know, it's like, oh, that's crazy. Like that would right. have been really interesting, like that. And it was pitched as a horror film, not as a dark comedy, not right. as a horror film. And then they just rewrote it and handed it back to him. Yeah, like, here's this mess. weird film noir uh, cartoon. Yeah, so bizarre. Like Roger Rabbit. Um, I, mean, I, I hate to keep comparing it, it too, but it's you literally the same thing because it's you like because it's like a film noir. I, De- detective movie. It, it's not fair to compare to other movies sometimes, and then there's just times where it's just gonna happen, and you have to. Well, I mean, it's clearly what it, what was. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure it's not what Bakshi intended it to be. Right, exactly. But the well, way the producers rewrote the script, it's exactly. clearly what it was because exactly. it follows a lot of the same well, beats. I, I feel like Bakshi knew that, like in the style of it, because we know it can happen now. Right, and but it wasn't a clone of and it, and then it's popular, but it's definitely not a clone of it. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And it's this kind of was a clone. Yeah, it kind of was a clone. It's this dark noir kind of film. We have to throw comedy into it. It even has it, a comically know. tall building yeah, exactly, with yeah. like Afraid of Heights jokes. Yeah, exactly. It does like, have that. Yeah, yeah. The same thing, yeah. you know. It's, yeah. Um, I don't know. And, and the thing is, like, I think Harris is the interesting character. Jack is not an interesting character Not at in all. the slightest. They could have made him an interesting character. Again, like this yeah. guy who created something that was already created before yeah. he created it. Was he tapping into it? Was it like, there's a whole thing there or even the whole destiny becoming a hero thing. That was not a thing, yeah. but probably was at some point, like in some rewrite. Yeah. It was, it was, <laughs> it was pretty bad. It's just, but yeah, see, it's it's a bizarre little movie. Um, I still recommend seeing it just because it's like this weird cult classic. 
Yeah, what? It has a following. Where is this following? Because I, I don't I, know. I remember liking it when I was a kid, like like just because it was something different, and I would always see the end of it. Before, so okay. there was no context. So right. the end is actually without context, pretty good because you think there's things leading up to all that stuff happening. But there's not. But there's not. That's the problem. Yeah, there's just more uncomfortable <laughs> sexual scenes. It's it's like the 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 climax of that movie is like a good climax for for a movie. But there's no context to it prior. I would say it's a passable climax. It's, it's like, uh, but like, like you know, again, like, like tune. I get it. People I, becoming I get tunes. It. Protagonist dies. Right. Like people I, becoming I, tunes. One of the guys becoming a hero. He always wanted to be a hero. Like, imagine you didn't see the rest of the movie. Yeah. And you think like he's fulfilling his destiny. Oh, that must have been his destiny from earlier. No, it wasn't. Wasn't mentioned. <laughs> like, but if you only see that point, oh yeah. Okay. <laughs> but I see what you're saying. Yeah, I just can't just, separate it right now. Right. You just can't separate it because it's because it's there. <laughs> like, right. You can't separate because it's all real. But yeah, it just it's really bizarre and uh, it's a weird little movie. And I don't know. It's it's got a cult following. Go figure. Um, I, I think I think Who Framed Roger Rabbit should have a cult following, which it does. It actually has it, does. A, it actually has it actually has a following. It's a, a big a, following. A, it's a not real a cult following, following yeah, because it's great and a great movie, it's a successful so, movie. Yeah. Instead of going to see Cool World, go watch Roger Rabbit and Who Framed Roger Rabbit because it's amazing and one of the best movies ever made for me. I, I it's really. Def- Definitely in my top ten of movies. I mean, I, I mean, I like it. It's definitely I like it my, a lot. I wouldn't put it in my top ten. It's definitely in my top ten of movies. I absolutely adore that movie. Uh, it's phenomenal, and just they don't make movies like that anymore, man. It's it's just it's literally they literally they can't. They literally don't. Well, they do Zorn now. Maybe Zorn will get a movie. Son no, of Zorn, not, get a movie. no, not talking about that. I'm talking about like, oh, having true. Bugs Bunny, Bugs Bunny and, and Mickey, Mickey Mouse, Mouse in the same movie. Yeah, you'll never see that. Never ever. That's the only, ever yeah. happening. Daffy and Donald in the same and scene. Tweety Bird. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, fun fun fact. The, that was only that was only greenlit if they all had an exact amount of screen time. Yeah, I heard about if that. You, if yep. you time their screen time, they're even even with Daffy and Donald, even though it's cutting back and forth between the two pianos, exact same amount of screen time for each one of them. They they said you cannot have and obviously bugs. They're in one one shot. Yes. So, but yeah, exact amount of screen time for all characters. Disney and Warner Brothers. So how, how did Tweety get his own scene? Uh, did he have his own scene? Uh, yeah, but it's pities, pities, yeah. Pity. Well, I, but, pity. because I think they had other scenes of like uh, Disney characters. Uh, uh, was there one more? I think there was other ones. That was, it's a really long one. It's for a really Tweety. long. So one, I'm yeah. wondering who because they even had the MGM screen. too. Like not even Warner Bros. They had MGM ones. They had Droopy. Droopy was on there too. Yes. They got everybody for this. Like yeah. it's just like Droopy and uh, uh, what's the wolf? Uh, the wolf's name? Yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah, the wolf. Yeah, yeah. It's like MGM characters. Yeah. It's bizarre. I think it might have just been their top characters, like like Donald and yeah. Like, it might probably. have just been like Donald and Daffy, and then or it, pro- or it could have just been or, or it could have just been total screen time yeah. period. But when they had them at the same time, at the same time, they had to be even. Had to yeah. Be even. yeah, exactly. It had to be even when they're on the same time. Yeah, because Droopy has a long scene compared. It to does. Like, yeah, I, I would say if they're on the screen at the same time, they're probably like they have to have the same amount of screen time if right. they're going to be in the same scene. That makes sense to me. But yeah, it's really interesting. But yeah, uh, go watch Two Frame Roger. But before we go, Brian. I have a who would win. I have a who would win for this episode, uh, and I would like you to tell me who would win. Between Hollywood and Jessica Rabbit. (laughs) Who would win in a fight? Fight. I'm not saying, like... You know, like, who's a better character? Is it? I actually think they both have a lot of uh, decent character aspects to them. Who would win in a fight 
Jessica Rabbit or Holly would if she could. <laughs> well, Holly... And I want you to rationalize it. Okay. Let's, let's rationalize Holly it. is ruthless. Yes, she is. She's very much, And yeah. Jessica Rabbit's never hurt anybody. Well, no, she hurt her husband. I hit him on the frying... I hit him on the head with a frying pan and threw him in the trunk. So he wouldn't get hurt. <laughs> like I said... One of my favorites. Never hurt anybody. Well, you know, it's like... That's what I love about her. It's like she's seen as like this femme fatale and like... But yeah, she really isn't. No, she's like, not. Yeah, she's that's not. what I'm saying. She's like a real sweetie. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah. So yeah? So you're picking Holly? Oh, yeah. 100%. I'm picking, I'm picking Holly as well. I, th- I think... So yeah. if... if Jessica Rabbit is, is a good person. Yeah, I know. Never, yeah. Holly is incredibly selfish. Yes, and like very... She's only motivated literally to make herself feel good. <laughs> Basically. She's... Yeah, that, that's her character, you know. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I, I'm going to go ahead and say uh, I agree with you. Hollywood wins this one, so there you go. Uh, I think that's... Do you want another one? You want another one? Can I fire another one for you? Uh, sure. Uh, Frank Harris versus Eddie Valiant. <laughs> Frank Harris versus Eddie Valiant. Who wins? The de- Battle of the Toon Detectives. <laughs> so Brad Pitt versus Bob Hoskins in a head-to-head match. Who uh, who wins it? Who, who wins that? Who wins that battle? We're gonna get. Who, who are we giving it to? Well, it's tough. I mean, Eddie Valiant's kind of a. I mean, he re- he redeems himself, but he he's does. kind of a loser. He's kind of a schlob. And that, yeah. whereas Brad kind of Pitt's literally trying to protect everybody. And it's true. Yeah. Doesn't. You know, it's true. Kind of slaps sparks around a little bit. Yeah, or, you know, but, but he's a scumbag. Yeah, so yeah but he doesn't really do anything like no, Valiant. No, he doesn't really do much. Like Valiant's he, more he grabs, violent. He grabs Jack by the collar a lot. Yes, <laughs> that's, like, that's his like. He that's his stay of like of like stuff to do. Yeah. Like, like, in fact, Nails does kind of more police work because he doesn't want to interrupt his alone time with his girlfriend. <laughs> so he loads up the gun and like decides to go. It's right. Like, uh, yeah. So, that, that can't handle. That, that can't handle. I was like, all right. But anyway, so yeah, who wins? Uh, I'm going to go with Eddie Valiant. I'm going to go with Eddie Valiant too. You know why? Because he has the cool uh, revolver. Oh, that's right. Like, he's yeah. got the cool revolver. I kind of love that thing. So, you know, it's just, it's better. I don't know. He got the, <laughs> got the bullets with the names on them and stuff. Yeah, he uh, also has the boxing glove, the extendable boxing glove. Yeah, the extendable yeah. boxing glove. Thing. He has yeah, all the so. cool Acme stuff. Yeah, yeah. So I'm down with Eddie Valiant on that. So there you go. It's a draw. Uh, cool world and Who Framed Roger Rabbit? Same, same, same quality of movie. That's a, <laughs> not quite. Not even close. Uh, but that's it for this episode, Brian, of uh, the Animation Destination Podcast. Bad movie week here uh, on the DNN. And it was a bad one. It was a bad one. It was a real bad one. Uh, I still recommend it. I, it's interesting just to see because it's like this little weird treasure trove of a of a thing that exists. I don't know. I wouldn't I, call it a treasure. Is it a trash trove? Trash is that a trove, thing? maybe. Is that a thing? <laughs> is that a saying? I don't know. It's just, I'm copywriting it, if not. It's just interesting to me. I, I, I find it interesting as a piece of history. Really? Like, it just... It, it, Especially because the story, has, the story behind the production is yes, interesting, but yeah, that movie I mean. is a dumpster fire. No, it's, it's it really <laughs> is a dumpster fire. It's that great. Oh man, you're you're totally face offing me here. You know, it's like I'm like, yeah, you know, it's not bad. You're like, no, it's not. It's real awful. It's like, it's oh, bad. Right. It's real awful. There are plenty. There are plenty of bad movies I enjoy. It's true. I did it's not true. enjoy watching. I, I didn't enjoy watching it that much. Like either. I said, I, my, I, like I, I said, had to find things that were interesting. To like me. I said, one sentence review. Yeah, Cool World is a lot like. 
like Who Framed Roger Rabbit mm-hmm. if Roger Rabbit had no intrigue, charm, fun. Yeah, like, or, you know, yeah <laughs> it's, it's, just, it's all that. So, uh, But that's it for this episode of Cool World. Uh, you can check this out. We're, we, we post every week on iTunes at 11 a.m. on Thursdays. Thursdays, 11 a.m. iTunes. That's every episode of the Animation Destination. You can check us out at Animation Destination and on Facebook, at Animation Pod on Twitter, and AnimationDestination.com for our written reviews that I really need to get back to. <laughs> I don't have a whole lot of those up. Uh, but yeah, you can check us out there. Uh, might have a, a separate YouTube channel going up as well, but you can also check out the DNN's YouTube channel. Uh, we'll be having some stuff up there as well. Um, so yeah, go check us out on DestinationComics.com. That's where we post all these episodes. And I think that's it for this episode. We'll see you next week. Stay tuned. Thank you for listening. DNN.